I'm your announcer, Papaduta, Papanute.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of TheContraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, Miss Elvira of Elvira.com in Santa Rosa, California, bringing us today's topic on the lunar eclipse full moon magic. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Kat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Kat? Hi. It's nice Hello. to hear you back. Uncharacteristically, um, our dear Papa Newt was off last week. You sound fully recovered. Oh, much better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, we all fall down and, and have to take to our beds sometimes, so I'm, I'm glad to know you're all back and, and in the pink. All right, well... Um, I'm going to uh, update folks, and I'm going to do a little bit of commercial updating, so just bear with me here. Um, the Hoodoo Heritage Festival webpage is up, live, active, and in constant updating format. I'm updating it about every five to ten minutes as I learn new things. But thanks to the hard work of the Air Tech team, and I want to give a special shout-out to Lady Muse, Papa Newt, Deacon Millet, uh, Nagashiva Ironwood. Um, am I missing someone? Me. <laughs> and um, and the, the incredible, just throwing himself into the midst of things, um, professional design work of Gray Townsend. We have a great live webpage at hoodooheritagefestival.com, and you can go there right now. You can buy tickets. People are already buying tickets. Um, the tickets are on um, discount until uh, March 21st, till the um, equinox. So now is the time to buy them. On March 11th, the... Um, the readers and massage scheduling will open up so you can return to the page. And if that's a good time for you, you can schedule your readings and your massage and buy your tickets all at the same time. But buy your tickets before you forget. Um, for those of you who don't know about the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, this is our 12th annual event. It has become a great resource for the community because unlike some of these other 
you know, get-togethers. We actually teach you how to do work. We're not just uh, here to have um, alcohol on the side and and uh, a meet and greet. This is actual root work, and our workshops are known throughout the country for people making things and taking them home with them. Also, because we are associated with a book publishing company, a couple of <laughs> book publishing companies, we put out books which the festival purchases to give as gifts to the people who buy tickets. So when you buy your ticket for the weekend, uh, the ticket, you know, may cost you anywhere, depending on when you buy it, it may cost you anything between 260 and $300. If you buy it at the last minute, it's going to be $300. But you will get back a goodie bag with approximately $100 worth of stuff in it. And that will include spiritual supplies, curios, um, oils, powders, herbs, things that you will make and take home, you know, crafts, things that you're actually going to be making for spells, um, things that you will mix together, as well as these books. And we have um, five books that we're giving away this year. The Red Folder, which is the long-awaited companion to the Black Folder. And this is the last of these that I'm putting out because this is the last Hoodoo Heritage Festival that I am hosting. Not the last festival, the last one that I, Catherine Ironwood, am hosting. Now, where the next one's going to be and who's going to host it, stay tuned. But I will be there. I've promised everybody I'll be there as long as I have the, a train ticket to get there. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be there wherever it goes. But this is the last one I'm hosting. So the red folder is all of the flyers from all of the um, other workshops from 2013 onward, plus samplings from our various books. So that's book number one. That's a $12 book. You get that just as your gate entrance. Um, book number two, three, and, and four, and five are the black and white magic of Marie Laveau, genuine black and white magic of Marie Laveau, which some people have already seen a little advance of. Fortune Teller's Guide to Success, because one of the workshops is going to be how to make a career as a fortune teller and how to dress your business cards and how to, but you can use this stuff if even if your job is being a baker or if you work in home health care, whatever, this will teach you how to make your, your profession, your career, your job pay for you. And it's really a great mm. little workshop. And that Fortune Teller's Guide to Success will be given away with that. We've given it away, an earlier edition of it, a, many years ago. But now that that book has become a Lucky Mojo book, as opposed to Valentina Burton, the author, self-publishing it, we're going to give it away again. And uh, with this beautiful new cover by uh, Charles Dawson and and Gray Townsend and colored by me a little bit. And then the other books we're going to have is a book on numerology. And this is another one of the occult classics. This is uh, The Secrets of Numbers Revealed by Godfrey Spencer, which was a pseudonym for Louis de Claremont. But Louis de Claremont is a pseudonym for a guy we call Mr. Young, uh, the inventor of Young's Chinese Wash, which we all know and love mm-hmm. as. Chinese wash. Well, um, there are seven different editions of this book, and I'm making sense of them all, but that book is a short uh, pamphlet, and so I am adding to it. To make a 96-page book, it's going to contain a lot of writing by me, and it will be How to Get Your Winning Numbers by Louis de Claremont, incorporated into Secrets of Numbers Revealed by Godfrey Spencer, all of them anonymously, whoever they are, plus some other great material that I'm writing and picking up from some other uh, books, and it'll be a 96-pager on numerology. 
And then we are taking the pamphlets that we have given away and sold for the Crystal Silence League for many years. These are the little uh, 32-page pamphlets, Personal Lessons and Codes of the Crystal Silence League, blue cover, and the other one called Crystal Gazing, which has a buff cover. And we're compiling those and probably adding some more material. The compiler is uh, Deacon Millet, and he's typesetting as we speak. But I don't know how how many pages he's going to fill, but it's going to be a 96-pager. We have much more material on the Crystal Silence League that's in my collection and in the collection of John St. Germain. And that book will be basically the the Crystal Silence League 96-page book, and it's going to be on reading crystals, receiving messages with crystals, working with spirit with the crystals, and remote healing with crystal crystal balls. So this is like a, a very large compendium, and it, it's all of the Crystal Silence League material, including the affirmations, which were called the personal codes, that um, uh, Claude Alexander Conlon did. And speaking of Claude Alexander Conlon, what many of you folks don't know about John St. Germain, and he's very open and honest about it, John has had an entire career on stage. In addition to being a a spiritual reader and having grown up in a family where spiritualism was practiced and having learned this in his family, he also Mm. took to the stage. And one of the things that he has done over the years and why he is now the voice of the Crystal Silence League is that his admiration for Claude Alexander Conlon, I guess it must equal mine because I was the one who brought back the Crystal Silent Leagues and John has run with it. But, folks, John has worked for many years doing a recreation of the public presentations that Claude Conlon did under his middle name, Alexander, as Alexander the Man Who Knows. Now, this was over a 100 years ago this man was a famous stage magician, and he he was the most highly paid entertainer of his time. And he retired completely in 1927 to found the Crystal Silence League and just live a humble life as a reader and um, and counselor to people living in Los Angeles. And it's interesting that John, who admired him so much, has followed in his footsteps, uh, probably inadvertently, but um, has been a stage performer and then has retired to being a reader. But he still, he can still go out there and, and do what Claude Alexander Conlon did. So you can going to get a very rare experience. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, this is a rare appearance on the West Coast of this. And, and one, he's not doing these anymore. He's no longer touring. So this is free and included with your lunch as entertainment. And I'm, I'm stoked to the max to see him do this um, recreation of Alexander, the man who knows. Um, And it will take us all back in history and um, fabulous um, uh, entertainment. But he's also going to be talking about the the actual Crystal Silence League. So we're going to have a workshop on court case spells with Ms. Robin, the nine stages of court case and legal work. And it's going to run all the way from the arrest to the pardon and with every step in between. (laughs) Um, We've got a panel on luck and um, Papa G is coming out 
to the festival for the very first time, coming actually west of San Antonio, Texas, for the first time in his life, and bringing his husband Roy with him. And so they're going to make a vacation of it, and I think this is so fantastic. I've never met Papa G. We've had him on the show. We know him very well. Um, the man with the most uh, candy ginger in America, uh, the the owner of... Um, of Aroma Gregory, and he makes teas, he makes soaps, he makes oils, and he's in Nashville. And he's coming out and is going to be presenting a southern folklore compendium of the uses of dirts, dust, minerals, and powders, but not just like sachet powders or foot track magic, but also how to use edible powders and cooking. Mm. And so we're going to be making two different... um, products. We're going to make one that's grim and and is sprinkled and we're going to make one that you can eat. And um, he's going to show how it's done. And this is in a a, a wonderful, wonderful um, combination of African-American hoodoo and Appalachian-style southern uh, folklore. So it's going to be really, really interesting. All southern, all the time. And um, so we've got so much going on at this workshop, and I know I've left some of them out. Um, Oh, Lady Muse. Our opening service will be Lady Muse, and she's going to be performing gospel music. Many people don't know Lady Muse is a professional recording artist. See, we all have these little secrets we carry around with us. And she's she's a minister, and she's going to do a gospel ministry. And there will be song sheets, and you can join in in the call and response. And Papa Newt, our very own Papa Newt, will be giving a workshop on Catholic saints in hoodoo. And we will be distributing as part of that one chromo prints, very old-fashioned uh, way of um, showing veneration to the saints with these old-style t- chromo prints. You can't hardly buy them anymore. These are vintage. The ones that we're distributing, these are actually vintage. They were printed in the 50s and 60s. And they kind of tie into the black and white magic book that we just reprinted because that book is from um, oh 1920s and 30s and that book also specifies that you must use these chromo prints and put them on your wall and put them behind your altar so those two those two kind of tie in together we're going to be making a yard sprinkle from black and white magic there's just so much um going on in this and then lady muse is doing a workshop on fertility pregnancy childbirth and blessing the newborn baby and uh, those of you who've never had a child and don't intend to do attend because you can certainly help your friends and family and neighbors if they need help with fertility and with um, safe pregnancy carrying the child's term a good easy childbirth and then protecting the newborn and she's going to show many different spells to doing those things so That is a taste of what's going on. Of course, we're going to have our usual buffet lunch. It's included in the price of your tickets. The continental breakfast both days included in the price of your tickets. Drinks. But the only thing is, we're not supplying alcohol. We're supplying work that you can do. This is uh, not about showing your stuff and strutting around. This is about learning from your peers, Mm. your companions, your colleagues, and your elders in how to work this tradition. So I'm hoping we'll get a nice turnout. This is the last one I'm going to host, so if you want to see me in my natural habitat, you better come out now. If you are a graduate of the uh, Hoodoo Rootwork Correspondence course that I teach, you can 
um, uh, take advantage of the week prior to the festival. I'm giving one of my apprenticeship weeks. And so if you have not taken those apprenticeships, those are free, but you've got to pay for your own room and board. And the uh, apprenticeships are all materials are supplied. It's totally free to my course graduates. If you've just signed up for the course recently, turn in your homework. You've got to have your homework and you've got to graduate before you can take the apprenticeship. And I will accept graduates up to three months rather than the one whole full year. But you've got to be here and you've got to sign up by contacting Leslie Lowell at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. That's 707-887-1521. Or just email the shop. It's all on our website. And let Leslie know that you're coming for the apprenticeship because she's got to get enough scissors and enough plastic bags and enough whatever it is we need for all of our apprentices. And what we'll be teaching them is hands-on crafting and um, and making of things. And that's a very good lead-in to the festival, which kind of spreads out into all sorts of topics. So I have not talked myself out. There are many more things I could mention, and I probably haven't mentioned um, all of the things that are um, uh, going to happen. Oh, my gosh, the Jewish amulet bowls. Oh, my gosh, Jewish amulet bowls with Dr. Ooh, Jeremy that's White. exciting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And here's the kicker. You do not need to be Jewish. You do not need to be aware of or even informed about the Kabbalah, because this is pre-Kabbalah, folks. This is really old, old Jewish. Mm -hmm. You do not need to know the Hebrew language of the Hebrew alphabet. We're going to do them in English. But these are Jewish amulet bowls of the ancient, ancient Middle East. And, um, And we're going to make them. Right there. Now you're going to say, how can we make these? I mean, how are we going to do it? We're going to use clay, and we're going to make amulet bowls, and we're going to inscribe them, and Dr. Weiss is going to tell us how. And it's this is going to be a very, very dynamic class, and at the end of it, you'll get a moist towelette and be able to clean your hands. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it, it those of you who... Um, took Contraband Ollie's class in making the spirit guardian, well, no, you're going to get your hands in the clay. Mm-hmm. So that's it. But, you know, mm-hmm. but this is going to be for, this is super. And then they will dry, and you will be able to take them home and put them under your foundations of your home or someplace low down in your house. And these are such an old tradition. It's amazing work. And, um, my gosh, then uh, the numerology uh, thing. Well, um, I'm going to teach two workshops this time i'm going to go out in style i used to teach two but then more and more people got involved and i just thought well i'm just going to do two this time is my last time wrap it up and um so i'm teaching a a course in numerology how to get your lucky numbers your winning numbers how to determine the lucky number of any day of the month that is a class not only is there going to be this book by godfrey spencer slash lewis de claremont but we're actually going to sit down and we're going to work out everybody's lucky numbers. You will not leave without your lucky numbers. And if you want me to, I will be available to teach you how you can change the spelling of your name and have a happier life. Okay? <laughs> so there's a lot that's going to there's a lot that's going to be going on. Um so um I am absolutely stoked about this. This is like a whole lot of work, I'm telling you. Getting these together, this is why it's my last one. I've been doing it for 12 years. I have had 
very good helpers over the years. And, and I can give a shout-out to everyone who has helped back back to the day. Um, uh, people like, um, oh, my gosh, Robin Peterson, Dr. E, Charles Porterfield, uh, Miss Michael. There have been people who have been so much stalwart and part of this. Contraban Ali has presented in mm-hmm. the past. And... Um, I'm hoping that we can, you know, Madam Nadia, there's so many people who've been a part of this. Now, they won't all ever be here on every given year, but I'm hoping that we'll get some more people come out who want to see it and give it a last send-off. But this has been a, a big project for me for 12 years. And i got to mm-hmm. also say that um, big shout-out to Heidi Simpson of the Lucky Mojo Lab. She's been catering the food for a long time. And um, there is a, and it's always good food and healthy and good for you. So that's it. Um, I've, if I've left anybody's names out of, I'm sure that um, Nagashiva will um, uh, put them in the chat log, and uh, we'll find all about it. But um, if you've never been here, and if you think, and, and here's the, and another important side effect of this. If you think that this is, quote, Lucky Mojo Workshops, uh-uh, no, no, no. This is um, the AISC. This is the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches puts on this show. And it's hosted this year by Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, which is our little church here on the same property as Lucky Mojo. The Lucky Mojo shop will be open, and they sponsor by uh, providing some of the products. Other sponsors include the Raven's Wing, in Oakland and Portland, which is uh, the shop that Gray Townsend is associated with. Uh, Milk and Honey in Sebastopol. Oh, my gosh, and I left out Miss Phoenix. What a wonderful helper she's been over the years, getting the packages together and, and stuff. She is one of the – her shop, Milk and Honey in Sebastopol, if you have a free moment to get away, go go down and check out her shop. Um, other sponsors of the, of the um, event uh, include MISC itself, M-I-S-C, and there are um, people who have put in so much time and so much help with this. Um, the Mystic Dream in Walnut Creek is another one. Chaz Bogan, a great helper. He's presented at the festivals and uh, another one who has helped sponsor the event. So we're just trying to give everybody this one big last hurrah, but it's not the last hurrah. It's the passing of the torch. And... Um, I have a good, strong suspicion. Let's just say that I think that by the by the last day of the last <laughs> of the last event um, that I'm hosting, I think we'll have an announcement about where it's going to go. I don't think it's, we're <laughs> going to drop the ball and watch it dribble away down the gutter, but we're going to hold that back. It's a surprise, okay? <laughs> so, oh, and a huge shout out to a Four Altars Gospel Sanctuary and um, uh, Deacon Millet and Sexton Matthew, um, who have also been huge supporters of this event and will Mm -hmm. be there. And Deacon Millett will be doing this wonderful workshop on finding new love. And we're going to introduce two new formulas for oils, one from the Bible and one attributed to an ancient Egyptian queen. Notice I said attributed. I don't want... Consumace, Matt Wilton, to come back on me. I said attributed. If he ever hears this, I said attributed. <laughs> All right. So that's it for.
for me. I'm sorry this took so long, but I really did want to let you all know, and we will be catching you up. Go on over, hoodooheritagefestival.com, check it out, buy your tickets, save your money up and buy your tickets, at least buy your tickets before the March 21st. Don't, don't cheat yourself out of money. Just buy them quick, okay? But the, the price will go up, and then it will go up again at the end to gate price. So we always do that. Um, so um, I will turn this over to Conjurman Ali and let him have a few <laughs> minutes to speak, and then we'll take our panel up, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Ms. I'm That sounds like such an exciting festival. Uh, really cool things coming out. So I, I look forward to hearing more as, as it develops. Um, on my end, I don't, I don't have really anything uh, to update. I just want to take a quick moment, though, uh, to to kind of call our awareness uh, to, you know, the things that happened yesterday. Anyone who's following the news saw, um, you know, something that captured everyone, like kind of the news media's attention was a, a native elder, an indigenous elder, kind of being surrounded by a bunch of these young punks from uh, Catholic high school and MAGA hats, and they were uh, jeering and taunting him. The only thing I have to say about that, in addition to the kind of mind-boggling stupidity of the children of settlers telling an indigenous elder, build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, is that, you know, stuff like that is, oh yeah, stuff like that is only going to change when you hold the people in your lives accountable as root workers, as spiritual workers. It's super important that not only do we light candles and light the way, but we also work for justice in our immediate circles. You got, you got kids like that in your family. You got cousins, you got nephews, you got, you know, grandchildren. Hold those people accountable. Hold their feet to the fire. Speak truth to power wherever it is. Uh, and don't be afraid to, to call racists racists. Because unless you start making racists feel uncomfortable uh, with being racist, they're just going to feel proud about doing it. We live in really weird and dark times, and it's important to kind of uh, not just light candles, but to be that light yourself as well. That's all i got to say. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, this is absolutely true. And uh, thank you very much for bringing that up because it is um, – it's just been uh, crazy out there, really crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, that particular incident, um, we've seen it before, you know. Oh, we've yeah. We've seen it before, and um, it, it's – we need it to stop. And um, for the safety and the, and the good of all of us, mm-hmm. what Ollie said is right. Uh, uh, speak your truth. Don't be – don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Oh, yeah. Go out and speak your truth and, and say what it is that that uh, is true. Okay? I'm not talking about getting violent. I'm not talking about that at all. Mm-hmm. But when someone comes to you with racist things and it's a joke, or when, some, when you witness something yeah. racist, just stand up and just say, you know, I don't like this and I don't think you should do it. And just leave it up there. Yep. That's all you need to say. You don't need to be brave. You don't need to get arrested. You don't need to to sing, you know, which side are you on or anything. <laughs> you just, all you just need to say is, that sounded racist to me, and I don't like it. And that's enough. Yep. So take a vow. Take a vow. This is the year that you're going to be brave enough to say that when you hear it. Same with things that are sexist. All those people oh, mocking yeah. women's bodies. Just, you know, speak up. Just say, no, no, that's that's not nice. Don't do that. And all those young people, like that, that young man you were speaking of in that mm-hmm. in that uh, that thing that the photo that went viral, that that is 
that face of evil. You can recognize oh, yeah. it. It's that smug face of evil. And um, mm-hmm. that's a face you need to stand up and talk to and just say, mm-hmm. no, stop that now. Go away. You're not wanted. Go away. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. reform. Maybe you won't reform, but you're not available to be dominating our sonic space. And we're not in our in not in our space, not in our place, not in our in our line of sound or sight. Go away. And and I also tell them, think about it. You still do have time to reform. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> good, good luck. luck. <laughs> I've said my piece. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, take that vow. All righty. Well, gosh, I've certainly run over time, and I so much apologize, but I really did have so much to say. We're going to um, bring in um, uh, our wonderful guest, Miss Elvira, and I'm wondering if we might want to um, uh, only take one reading client today. We haven't talked about that yet in the private thing. I'm but cool with we'll, that. Yeah. Hey, you just typed that too. <laughs> so, um, so hello, Miss Elvira, one of the wonderful people who has been one of the great presenters at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And I haven't even asked you if you wanted to be on the panel yet because I'm still scrambling. But uh, <laughs> Actually, or if you're we'll going to be reading. About- well, I definitely will be reading on Sunday, um, and I will definitely want to talk to you off. Um, air about uh, the whole process of the panel and some a thought I have that I want to run by you, but that's for private time off of air for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you heard it here. She's going to be reading on Sunday, so that's good. All right. That's what we know for sure. Okay. Um, so you're bringing us a topic, which is um, – of periodic interest, and I use the word periodic very deliberately there. Um, astrology and astronomy deals with periodicity, cycles of time, and some of them look at it very mechanically. You know, these planets go around, they spin, they have these different things, and, you know, it's mechanical. And then there are kind of chaotic events that happen, you know, like galaxies explode and black holes erupt or whatever. But um, most people think of astronomy as being mechanical, and astrology is being much more personal. And astrology mm-hmm. deals with cycles of time and how they affect humanity. And, of course, the uh, you know the hardcore scientists will say that's impossible, but we know it's not impossible because we're seeing it happen all the time. So, uh, you know, let them go read their charts and we'll just go do our thing. But <laughs> ast- astrology deals with cycles, and some of these cycles that we are most familiar with are the lunar cycles, the moon and mm-hmm. the moon waxes and wanes every month we all know that and we're also familiar with the solar cycles sun goes around the the earth or actually the earth goes around the sun but we as from where we look at it looks like the sun's going around us but we go around the, the the sun once a year now those two cycles do not correspond they just don't tough they it would be really nice if they did but they don't so every once in a while, there there's a little wobble in the system. The moon uh, moves uh, north and south every 18 years. The sun moves north and south from our perspective every one year. Winter, it's at the north. Um, the summer, it's at the south. If you are listening to me in the northern hemisphere, if you're in the southern hemisphere, you already know you got to reverse it. If you're at the at the equator, you know it doesn't move much at all. It's just straight on. So we see the sun move north and south. We see the moon move north and south. And every once in a while, 
they line up as viewed from portions of the Earth. And when they line up, we either get an eclipse of the sun, if the moon's like right in front of the sun, or we get an eclipse of the moon. <laughs> and they both happen. <laughs> and there were whole kingdoms, there were whole uh, priesthoods mm-hmm. uh, that were designed, uh, were uh, arose in the in the ancient times, especially in the Middle East, but also in in Central and South America, uh, spontaneously and independently, also in China and, and South Asia, to measure these eclipses. And oh, eclipses yeah. have a very severe meaning to most people. They are the drowning of the light in some way, the, the darkening of the light. And you can see mm-hmm. temples like at Angkor Wat, or you can see temples in in Maya uh, land, in Yucatan and Guatemala. You can see um, temples that are made um, all around the world for the observation of eclipses. Mm-hmm. And these are what we would call astronomical observatories, but they are religious temples. Yes. So. With that as a background, I'm going to bring on Miss Elvira, and I want her to talk about this today, tonight's uh, so-called super blood moon eclipse of the moon. Have at it, Miss Elvira. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is very profound. I'm going to share a cartoon, which most people aren't going to be able to see, but I will sort of do a real quick shy, uh, discussion of it. It's Garfield, and it was in the... Um, newspaper today and he is looking up at the full moon and the full moon is looking down at him smiling and about two or three uh, shots later the full moon sticks his tongue out at him and Garfield sticks his tongue back at him and when he comes inside and talks to John the human that they, they he goes with John says was there a super moon tonight and Garfield says nope just this goofy one <laughs> so I guess it's how you look at what today's experience or tonight's experience is going to be, if it's going to be goofy or serious or, or what. But um, this particular moon is uh, both, as you say, a super blood full moon. It's also known as the wolf moon. Um, and it's a lunar eclipse, which means in actuality what you're getting is a micro lunar cycle within a short few hours that happens. And within that mm-hmm. time frame, that particular window, you can work on certain things on a magical level for personal, because this is more of a personal time, an inner time for you to be able to do that. And when I say advanced, you just have to know how to utilize getting the energy together and focusing it. That would be the only prerequisite I would consider for this particular time. And um, when you work in full moons, you're working, you know, this particular way, you're working to let go of something so you can open up to something. So I personally yeah, see it also because the Earth's shadow is going over the the, the moon. It's a double feminine um, in terms of that. So you're dealing with um, that drawing energy rather than projecting energy. So that's why I say it's more internal and more focused. And I have, you know, obviously a, a, uh, we have a spell at the end that I'm going to talk about, but I really think of this moon as, and this particular time is very powerful, and sometimes not even if you're going to do a spell. It's just what's happening, and I think what we're talking about in terms of current events is there is a certain amount of that kind of energy coming out for us to go to our center core 
and as you say, say no and stand up for the things that are part of who you really are rather than let bullies and people Mm. who want to use their external male energy to push you back or to take dominance. And um, we won't get into the rebel talk about that, but be it as it is, I just thought that this was just so specific, and I know my time with doing the show, I didn't, you know, think of it as something we would maybe ever see again. It's, I think it's two years down the road we'll be seeing another one of these, but there you are. That's my take on this moon. Well, I'm going to say a couple of things. In, in many magical traditions, because eclipses are fraught with danger, especially if, if you uh, come from a tribal culture in which the moon and the sun are seen as living beings, and one seems to swallow the other up, or one seems to weaken or sicken. Um, you know, images of the you know the dragon that eats the sun and so forth. And eclipses were often, particularly eclipses of the sun, are considered oh, yeah. like very dangerous. And you would yes. never want to start spell work during that eclipse, because what you really should be doing is working for the restoration of the light. Lunar mm-hmm. eclipses, yeah. on the other hand, are much more inner. They are not as frightening to most uh, people living in a rural, tribal, unelectric-lighted environment. But And in fact, they are often times of wonder because the moon turns red many times when these eclipses happen. And the blood moon... Um, or you know you, you'll you'll hear it mentioned in songs as a sign of the end times when the when the moon turns bloody red, and so this is it, it is an ending. It always represents an ending, but what that is what that is what is ending is something that you can choose in your own life. It you know, but I would not take this eclipse as a time to sit down and start lighting a love candle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ali? How do you feel about it? No, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I work with the moon a lot um, uh, as an astrologer and as a, in my work as Udu. And uh, and the, the kind of magic, the astrology that I come from is in medieval astrology uh, inspired heavily by, you know, the workings of, of Arab and Jewish astrologers who worked quite heavily with the moon, probably more so with any other uh, planetary body we work through the mansions of the moon, not just the phases, mm-hmm. uh, the, the moon and the zodiac, and so on and so forth. And in traditional kind of magical practices, both found in Europe and the Near East in particular, uh, eclipses are not times of, of magic. Uh, they're times of absence. Uh, the light is, is gone. And so we, we generally don't do a lot of magical work. Um, instead, there's a lot of prayer work that's done, uh, work that, uh, for uh, contemplation and protection, uh, to kind of wait out the eclipse however long it lasts. Solar eclipse is a little bit shorter. Lunar eclipse can last quite a while, several hours. So you want to, you know, there's a lot of kind of prayer work that's done. In fact, if I uh, remember my Picatrix correctly, the Picatrix is a medieval grimoire on astrological magic. It even calls the lunar eclipse the harm of opposite com composite, meaning like it, it, it cause is the exact opposite of what the of what the moon usually does. So we found that a lot of times what people would do is spend this time uh, fasting and praying. 
that's the most kind of common way of approaching uh, lunar eclipses in the Medi- in any form of kind of Mediterranean magic, uh, traditional forms of witchcraft that you find in Europe, uh, Middle Eastern and, and Near Eastern practices, as well as more broadly in uh, astrological work. Now, there's two ways of, of approaching this. There's electional, uh, which is to see, do you pick this time to do magic? And the answer for this is no, right? This is not the time to do magic. In fact, uh, there's only, I think, one recommendation, and it's a, a kind of curse work. And it's not the actual curse, but the preparation of the curse can start during a, a lunar or a solar eclipse. That's electional. But lunar eclipses and solar eclipses can be very great at predictive work. So if, if electionally you don't want to use the eclipse maybe in magical work, it's not a good time to start a love spell or a money spell or a career spell or any type of that. You can, however, look at the lunar eclipse and predict certain things, uh, depending on where it is and what's going on. For example, we know that the lunar eclipse and solar eclipse both indicate some type of death or destruction of governments and kings. Whenever they appear, I mean, this is why, as you rightly pointed out, they built these temples to observe because part of the kind of uh, predictive astrology or mundane astrology was to determine what's going to happen to our civilization, right? Are we going to die out? Are we going to survive? And the solar eclipses could help determine that. Usually there's a passing of dynasties, the overthrow of monarchs. Um, quite famously, I think the Philippines, uh, Duterte's uh, arrival came on the eclipse so we see these kind of big government transitions during eclipses so for me my approach is to see the eclipse less as this is what i do magically and rather this is what i can see predictively that is that is an amazing uh, uh annotation to this and i want to just reiterate that thank you for saying that the difference between electional astrology which in yeah. folk magic is called picking the best time to work, mm-hmm. right? Um, electional astrology takes all sorts of things into account. You know, the the yep. planetary rulership of the day, the you know the the sign of the moon, the phase of the moon, mm-hmm. the time of the year, which is to say the the cycle of the sun. All of these things are electional. Should I marry yep. on June fourth or June sixteenth? Exactly. Which is the best? You know, you can erect in a complete chart because the natal chart of a wedding is for that marriage, you see. All of that is Mm -hmm. electional astrology. Set everything you know about that. This is what Ali was saying. Set everything you know about electional astrology to one side right now. The Mm -hmm. eclipses are not electional times of favor. I mean, you could Mm -hmm. use them, but you'd have to be in a pretty dark mood, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. But... um, but they are times of fasting, prayer, veneration, and really what we would call predictive astrology or mundane astrology or what some people would, would call fortune-telling. Exactly. These eclipses will foretell things, and they are usually grim, um, truth to tell. If you were to take a lunar eclipse, like this night's lunar eclipse, and throw it on the charts of all the world leaders, you could get some good idea about who is in trouble. I'm not going to call mm-hmm. any names. I'm just saying that the yep. lunar eclipse yep. will fall on on different places on people's charts. It might fall on, on somebody's Mars conjunct Saturn, and they'll die in an explosion or a car accident. The lunar eclipse might fall on somebody's Neptune, and they might 
fall overboard and drown. Um, the lunar eclipse might fall on somebody's Jupiter and they'll be protected, right? Or maybe they'll mm-hmm. eat too much and get mm-hmm. indigestion, but they won't <laughs> die, right? So when you do um, predictive astrology with eclipses, they're always considered to be void, absent, a negative, the darkening of the light. But where they fall on each person's chart is how it's going to affect that person. And because the sun and the moon are considered the ruler of the day and the ruler of the night, the sun and the moon eclipses are so important. Now, there are other little things. People don't even think about this. You know, Mercury runs across the face of the sun, and no one calls it a solar eclipse because it's just a little dot. You need a telescope to see it and some filters, you know. (laughs) But there are conjunctions to the sun and the moon that actually happen. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, when the moon uh, flashes across something like and blocks it out in the sky, it's called an occultation. So the moon might occult, means it hides it, might occult Venus or the occultation of Mars by the moon. Those occultations are, in a sense, eclipses. But the proportionate size of the planet or star versus the moon yeah. or versus the sun is such that either it's a little dot that runs across the sun or the moon is just blotting it out completely key to why eclipses of the sun and moon are so important is that through one of those fortuitous coincidences of nature, as viewed from Earth, the sun and the moon are almost the same size, even though one is much closer than the other, and the other is hugely bigger than than the other one. But they kind of, it's like that perspective thing, they cancel each other Mm -hmm. out. That's why eclipses hold such magic to people. Let's throw this back to you, Elvira. What do you think? (laughs) Well, um, well, I was listening and I'm thinking, well, that kind of knocks out some of, well, it actually doesn't because doing uh, the spell that I've got set up is not quite for beginnings and things. But it, to me, I can see what you're talking about, both of you, and I feel comfortable with the knowledge. I look at it as, you know, from a less strict structure, I look at it as a portal, as a time to either do it, do a working, whether solar or lunar, and this time we're doing lunar, it's personal, it's emotional, it's, the, you know, it's feminine. So it would be to literally either open the door and prepare to walk through a portal or to actually choose if you're going to meditate to work on other planes. And obviously that's not what the spell's about, but this is what I see as, as, the essence of the eclipse, and to me, an eclipse is a change in the way we see the light of either the moon or the sun. And to me, there is a, you know, moving into the darkness. And obviously, my perspective from um, the, the perspective of being a witch, um, I'm not seeing darkness in that sense as evil. I mean, there is evil, and evil is dark, and there are things to equate that. But I look at to go within, to move forward, and then move back out into the light. You take what you felt, learned, and experienced through the dark mm-hmm. out there to work with. Yeah, and this is this is a something like you said at the very outset. This is important to understand. The um, eclipses, uh, especially eclipse of the moon, because the moon in most cultures, not all, but in most cultures, especially most contemporary cultures, the moon is seen as feminine. And the feminine is seen as the um, 
the less expressed part of our culture. It's the inner part of our culture. Um, and so all of these things from a dominant male perspective, in fact, we could just go take it all the way out, from a dominant white male American perspective, mm. <laughs> the, <laughs> right? The, uh-huh. blood, the blood moon, come on. Yep. This is like somewhere outside the White House. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Far mm-hmm. outside the White House. Mm-hmm. Far mm-hmm. outside the world of that that sneering young man in that photo. This yeah. is, and what Nagashiva put in the chat room, he uses the blood moon to worship Kali, the mm-hmm. Hindu dark goddess of the feminine. And That's interesting because I was just going to say that the one tradition I'm familiar with that does actively work with the lunar eclipse uh, as a sort of magical spiritual practice is actually Hinduism. In Hinduism, there are prayers and magical workings that you can do um, that are, are, are sort of meant to be rectified, like to rectify things. And they're, they're, and it's, it deals directly with the lunar moon, the, the lunar eclipse. So the eclipses mm-hmm. that we find in, in Hinduism and the Indian and the South Asian tradition, and not just Indian, you find it in Pakistan as well, mm-hmm. you find certain Sri Lankan traditions as well. Um, there's more apotropaic in, in the sense that you deal with kind of warding off, rectifying, appeasing, um, sort of prayers that are done generally. So, you find, so there are traditions, world traditions, that do deal with the lunar eclipse. It's not always, you know, a time of doing nothing. And even in the Jewish tradition, a very old way of, of working with the lunar eclipse in Jewish astrology is the burnt offering of, of hyssop, uh, calamus, cinnamon, and bay leaves, usually burnt uh, as an offering, and you would burn it, and you'd have one white candle going throughout the night, and that was a way of kind of warding off or dealing with the, the whatever forces are unleashed with these eclipses. Very old form of Jewish magic, very straightforward, incense, candle, uh, probably likely it was uh, some type of uh, olive oil lamp uh, rather than a candle back in the day, but it was mm-hmm. a, a way of, of, of working with lunar eclipses. Mm, that's that's really neat. That is um, it, it, another herb that comes to mind is artemisia, um, mm, very and um, artemisia is um, a, a whole uh, genus of, of herbs that are silvery on the back and green on the top, um, and um, that they are artemisia. Artemis was the goddess of the moon, and so they they as they rustle, they look silvery like the moon. And uh, so Artemisia, and and there are a number of them, Um, silver Artemisia, of course, is one of them, and wormwood, mugwort, those are sacred to the moon and would be wonderful Mm -hmm. offerings. Mm -hmm. All right, well, um, these... The the other thing uh, Nagashiva mentioned in the chat room is menses. If you are a woman who is, you know, in that part of your life where you bleed regularly, it's considered to be very uh, portentous and dangerous and yet very powerful if you get your period during a lunar eclipse, especially when it's called mm-hmm. a blood moon eclipse. Um for all those under the sound of my voice who are bleeding now or getting their period now, you have incredible power um, at the time of the lunar eclipse. Um, you can't 
bring it on. You can't make it. It's fortuitous. Our cycles are our cycles. Um, but the power of menstruating woman at the at the um, at the blood moon eclipse is intense. Now, what would you want to do with that power? Well, you're going to have to think wisely. Again, mm. it's a time of. I think Elvira said it at the very opening. Taking away the old, removing the old to make way for the new. Mm. And to women, menstruation is a shedding of the lining of the uterus. It's not going to make mm-hmm. a baby this month. It's shed. It's going away to make room for the new, the next potential cycle of life. If you are one of these women who is getting your period now, you are in a uniquely powerful position at this t- tonight. And you should use that time wisely. Set it aside for yourself. Go into that metaphorical menstrual hut. Think deep and long about this because this is something that will not happen often in your life, that you will have your period during a lunar mm-hmm. eclipse. And But if you are one of those, you are you are a woman who's going to have a huge change cycle until the next big lunar eclipse. It, it's a mm. cycle that will begin for you at that time. Very deep, very dark, and very um, amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting too. You 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 point you pinpoint something quite powerful there. The idea that you're in a state of power. But that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that you need to use that power as function. We often think. I don't know why, and perhaps it's a sort of offshoot of capitalism for some reason. But we think of power as functional. Like you've got to mm-hmm. do something with it in order for power to be real. But plenty of power exists in the potential, in potency, and the ability mm-hmm. to sit still. And so the idea of, of aligning yourself with that particular power, of having your menstrual cycle during a lunar eclipse, and being able to kind of sit in that power is in of itself a really intense experience. And that doesn't mean that you have to, oh, I'm menstruating and then there's a lunar eclipse. I should use this for something. That's not necessarily the case. The sort of need to functionalize power is bizarre. And it's okay to simply be in a state of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, and, and power and a potential for a great change. And I don't mean mm, a minor yeah. change in your life. This is, yeah. this is uh, allying yourself with this PowerPoint is something, you know, at any given time, uh, uh, quite a number of women are having their periods at any given time. But this, for you who hear this now, this is a time when you can uh, see a big change. Now, Elvira, didn't you say the next time there's going to be one of these types of eclipses will be in about two years? Yep. Yep. So it's a two-year cycle two-year cycle that you will have and then the next time it may catch a different woman if it catches you again boy your number is up man you really got something, <laughs> something going on but as you know our our cycles vary but those of you who are bleeding right now think about the next two years because this is going to be the shedding of the old and then mm-hmm. bringing in the new and um you might even if it were me um because i am past menstruation myself but i have done this work when I was in my uh, young and middle years, um, save some of that menstrual blood from this period. Just save it. You'll know what to do with it when the time comes. It's 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 like supercharged menstrual blood. Dry it, 
Um, mm-hmm. You can dry it on tin tin foil. Uh, you could freeze it. I like to dry it. It just you know dry it and powder it. Um, you got to keep it sealed. You don't want it to get damp and moist. It it is a protein, so it's not going to keep forever. You don't hold on to it for the next 35 years and think it's going to be good. It'll be like an old bullion cube. It won't be good after 35 years. But um, that is a very powerful thing to have. Very powerful. You hold on to that. Okay. So. Well, um, I'm telling you, um, uh, Nagashiva says um, uh, road opening and blockbuster? No, no, I'm thinking much deeper than road opening and blockbuster. Um, It's more feminine mysteries. Dana Kay in the chat says, is there a way to dry store menstrual blood for future spells? Is it safe hygienic? And says, I was trying to figure out how to dry it for a powder or something. So I'm going to give you a couple of um, ideas on that. You can take Mm. and just smear it on on tinfoil. And just let it dry. It'll flake off. You just peel the tinfoil away. You can use even candy wrappers. I've used chocolate wrappers, and um, uh, you know it, it works just fine. A little uh, the little tinfoil inside of chocolate. You don't need to get a big piece of tinfoil. And um, when it's dry, you can then take it. If you want to, you could take it and powder it. If you're going to powder it, again, I'm just speaking from my own personal magical experience. Do not use a stone or wood mortar and pestle to pound it. You're either going to use iron, like a cast iron mortar and pestle, or you could use brass. Brass is uh has the you know the the um elements of, of Venus and Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Cast iron goes to the blood because blood is iron. So either one, you're gonna use one of those. Stainless steel would work too, I guess if you're real high tech. You're gonna powder it and um and then you're gonna take that powder and you're gonna put it into an airtight sealed vial. Is it hygienic? Well, that's a question I don't have an answer for. I could say, is it hygienic to make beef jerky? Yeah, it's hygienic <laughs> to make beef jerky if you got clean hands, you know, and if the beef wasn't infected. So um, blood is considered, uh, women's menstrual blood is considered to be unclean, unclean, unclean. Well, that's it's considered unclean, unclean, unclean by the by the patriarchal male power structure. They, they go to hell with that. It is it is our power, and um, dried menstrual blood is a powerful powder, and it can be used as a love powder, a sex powder. There are many things you can do with it, and you can freeze it as well. Some people think it's more hygienic. Well, I put it in the freezer; it's just going to keep, but it won't keep forever. And eventually, it'll probably dry out in the freezer. Just put it in a piece of aluminum foil, let it freeze. Come back in five years, and it'll have dehydrated anyway in the through sublimation in the freezer. But um, those are the ways that uh, that I would preserve it. You can also, uh, if you're going to uh, feed menstrual blood to someone, you can put it in an ice cube tray with some water or some herb tea or something, and it'll just float around in there in the ice cube tray. But I like to dry and powder it. I really do, and I advise that as a good way. I also um, was taught a long time ago a, a kind of quick trick, not real appealing. Maybe the boys ought to close their ears now. I want all you men to just put your hands over your ears and go, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Okay? Just, I want to hear that, Aldi. I want you to say it. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. Okay, great. Now, all you girls, listen to me. You can take your tampons and you just dry the damn tampon. Okay? And, um, yeah, you're going to have a collection of brown tampons. I mean, trust me. Those can be reconstituted by dipping them into bean, red bean soup or anything like that. They won't keep forever, but they will keep a damn long time. Like I said, how long does that um, that mm. bullion cube or that top ramen powder keep in that little foil bag? 
Okay. That's, that's the answer that, Dan, that Dana Kay was looking for. And I, I see people blushing and rolling over in laughter in the chat room. Okay. Oh, well, well, that was that was a, a, a little trip. Now, we are going to take a call from a client, and we're going to do some reading. And I heard that music, so I know it's time for me to bring in my good friend, Papa Newt. The support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our client. And our client is a first-time client calling in from area code 317 in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Sherry. Sherry, are you there? I am. Hi, welcome to the show, and and, and uh, thank you for entrusting us with your situation. Now, I do see that you actually did have a reading with Miss Cat back on November fourteenth of twenty eighteen on this particular situation. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Okay, and it looks like conditions have changed. And Sherry wrote in November, my boyfriend's. Ex-wife had disappeared for seven weeks, leaving their son with us and refused Mm -hmm. to tell us where she was and how long she would uh, be gone. In the middle of December, we found out she currently has four felony charges pending in two different counties for fraud and uh, deceit and possession of narcotics. We immediately filed for emergency custody of their son and was granted temporary emergency full custody. My question is what do I see is uh, what do I see is going to happen to her legally when she will she have jail time will this allow us to gain permanent full custody a uh, custody of their son turn back to you Ms. Kat. Wow, Cherie, I remember you so well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, holy hell. I think the words I used at the time was, this is, does not bode well. I think that was my, my words. I was, wow. Yeah, Holy hell. Uh, really intense. Yeah, everything, I was, everything's really changed. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, like, rest on my laurels here because, you know, but, wow. That was, because I, I remember that, that reading, and I thought, this is... This is really bad. This this is so bad out there. Wow. All right. Well, this it's turned to your benefit, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, you know. Let's shed a tear for her. She has fallen by the wayside. She has gone beyond recall. <sighs> Every door is closed against her. Not a friend on whom to call. Okay. Mm. <laughs> That's an old song. Um, and you know it's too bad, but it's too good. It it's also too good for the child that it has come out. It has come yeah. out. Damn! And here it is, the eclipse. Wow! See, mm. this is the kind of thing we were talking about. The eclipse is an ending to something. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I'm I'm just gonna say um, four felony charges. Wow. 
All righty. I'm going to answer your question with three cards, but I'm telling you, my my prayer for you is that you get everything you want. Um, so the question is, will she have jail time, and will this allow us to gain permanent full custody of their son? All righty. Well, let's do the three-card cut. Card number one. Hmm. Well, card number one is a card that is um, a card of her being tied and bound, and you're going to want to do some tying and binding of her. This card is called the Eight of Swords. It shows a woman with a blindfold over her eyes. Her arms are tied behind her back, and then her whole body is just wrapped around with ropes. And she's standing barefoot in a ditch of muddy water outside a castle, and stabbed into the ground around her are eight swords. This lady ain't going nowhere, okay? She is going to be tied and bound. You need to do some magical tying and binding to correspond to the legal social tying and binding. She has... um, She's not under immediate danger. She's just going to be tied and bound. And so I want you to think about this when we get down to the root work section. I'm hoping that um, that the root work that Ollie's going to prescribe will take advantage of this card's image. And um, I'm telling you, this is a powerful thing. Yes, she will be. She will be held accountable. There is a potential. Now, she might be able to wriggle out of it, but there's a potential for her to wriggle out of it. This card, i got to explain here, this lady is bound loosely. And so there's threats all around her that are holding her in place. The biggest thing that holds her from getting free is her blindfold. So I want you to work concealed, and I want you to um, work behind the scenes, uh, as well as you know directly with a, with a lawyer and all of that. Very interesting card. I do not see much good for her out of this situation. The next card is a a card that is called the Lightly Held Pentacle. So this is a a woman or young man, we could say, holding a golden coin uh, against a yellow golden sky. And the coin is very lightly held. It, it, It has drifted down from heaven, and she's holding it like on the tips of her fingers, you know something, Ali? Hey, you there, Ali? I'm here. This lady looks like Rachel Maddow. Really? Yeah, the Page of Pentacles. I just looked at her right now, and I was going, "It's Rachel Maddow." And you know, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely right. It's Rachel Maddow. How cool is that? All right. Uh, sorry, a little funny. digression there for my political buddy. Um, <laughs> So she's holding she's holding this coin. Now the coin can represent money and it can represent the thing that one desires. Behind there's a mountain on one side, forest on the other, there's little flowers in the foreground, and to one side there's a field that has been plowed and planted but has not yet sprouted and not yet ready for harvest. So you are just entering into the situation. There's one foot that she drags Uh, to the left, um, showing that this thing has roots in the past, but she's turning to the future. Prepare yourself to undertake this with the lightest possible touch. It will cost money. There's money involved. But be prepared to release 
money as you need. This is a good card for plans and future things to coming to pass, but you're still in a tender stage as far as getting the permanent custody. You probably will this is not going to like come down in 30 seconds. It's going to be a it's a it's gradual. You're just entering into it right now, but it's a very good chance that you will win the thing you desire. Um However, as I say, when I read Tarot, watch it because Tarot doesn't last forever. You know, three months is a good reading, and and there may be more to come. The third card is an excellent card of of a man and a woman, each holding a a golden goblet. And um, this is um, you and your boyfriend. And um, they are exchanging cups, and between them there is a caduceus of... Mercury or of Asclepius, which would mean healing, and above them a red lion's head with wings. I'm going to ask a very frank question: Are you and your boyfriend planning to marry? Yes, yes, we we've actually went and looked at engagement ring. I don't know. This says you should marry, and this will help the situation. This card is called the betrothal, but not yet the marriage. And um, if the two of you marry then you become a party to the custody. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So get married. I mean, I'm just saying, if this is what you want, if you want this child in your heart and in your life, your marriage, be just being engaged is good, but your marriage will make it more real. Behind them is a little cottage. Everything is very nice. And um, I, I look at that and I think, well, it, this is something that definitely can happen, but getting married is part of what's going to going to make it work. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Elvira. Wow. Well, this is fascinating because when I get to the level of cards, you're gonna you're gonna go wow. The first card I got was the Page of Cups, and to oh. me that um, again the child, the, it's a birth, it's a bringing forth of. Um, what she what what is being asked about here, which is full and total legal custody, ten of cups is family happiness. This is something that definitely is going to happen. The two of pentacles is is kind of like you're going to have to juggle a little bit. Now that being said, you've already been juggling between temporary custody to go to permanent custody. Um, the uh, Mother's state of situation is the tower. I don't see a whole lot of good coming out of the process in light of her being able to get out of it. Um, She's got the three of wands, which is basically she's going to be stuck in whatever she's doing with the law and either incarcerated or major probation or something for a three cycle, and that could be up to three years, Um, and some kind of heavy fine five of pentacles. But what I wanted to say the third, which is my final, you know, like layer, I got the Page of Pentacles. Wow. Yes, with the Justice card and the Ten of Pentacles. So between the Ten of Cups and the Ten of Pentacles, what I see here is, yes, there's going to have to be um, money spent, and the justice system has to be worked with, but ultimately what you do get is the security for this child that has been back and forth with the two pentacles back and forth and I will tell you from very well personal experience through family members this situation with the mother being with felony charges yes you need to realize 
permanent custody is important. You do get married because you become the mother and you become the strong nurturing figure, but you also have you help with the legal rights. And I, I can tell you this because I have been dealing with it with a family member, and they're the ones that are dealing with the ex-wife thing. So for me, it is a real potent reading for you to get exactly what you're looking for, is the child's safety, the, the permanent custody. The mother is going to have to go through a lot for her to get anywhere at this point. She is going to try, but she is, you know, to get out of it, but I don't see that happening. Wow. All right. And I'm going to throw in something else here. We're going to take it over to Ollie, but I want to say one other thing. If you decide to go with a root worker, a professional root worker to help you, I have one root worker I want you to go to, and that's John St. Germain. And you'll find out uh, he has been in a situation like that and does root work on behalf of grandparents and adoptive parents. And he is a parent, a grandparent who ended up with him and his wife having permanent adoption of her granddaughter. And he his heart is in it. But let's see what Ollie can give you for you to do yourself. But if you, I think you may need to spend a little money on this maybe with a root worker. But let's turn it over to Ollie. Yeah, thanks. I think you've gotten some fantastic readings here. I will say that I was following along, um, and I, uh, I also saw that there's actually two other crimes she might likely be charged with. There's... You said four total because I have the six of pentacles, which if you look closely shows four coins dropping but two being held back. So this indicates two things. First and foremost, she will get some minor clemency, not a lot, but some minor clemency. But two also that there is two other hidden crimes here. So bear aware, be aware of that, that this isn't over for her. So here's what I want you to do. First and foremost, I want you to light a white candle tomorrow at dawn. And you're going to recite Job 12:22. He reveals the deep things of the darkness and brings other utter darkness into light. Just light it, say the verse three times, and let the candle burn down. This is to call upon God's judgment to reveal all and to allow all the kind of hidden crimes to also come out. What I want you to do is take uh, uh, a white scarf, find yourself a white scarf, wherever you know you want to purchase it from, but it should have tassels, okay? And this scarf should have tassels. And at the four corners, so each of the scarves, the scarf is a long rectangle, that's tassels. Use those tassels so that you can affix four bay leaves to the scarf. There'll be two on each side. And you will take this scarf and place it over your head as you do this working. This is a way of concealing your prayers and concealing your work so that she cannot discover it and no one else can discover it. It allows you to remain protected, unseen, and safe as you do this type of work, particularly when you do work involving, against someone who is a mother. No matter how bad that mother is, there is a blood bond to the child. So it's always good to have this kind of layer of protection when you do this working, okay? So start with that. Get the photo of this woman. Get some white ribbons, white ribbons that are thick enough you can write on. Take red ink. You could use a red permanent marker if you want. And you are going to write, God will bring judgment both righteous to the righteous and the wicked. Ecclesiastes 3.17. Okay? You're going to write that on the ribbon. 
wrap the ribbon around the photo, making sure that you conceal and cover her eyes so that she cannot see it. You can have multiple ribbons. Ideally, you should have seven. One covers the eyes, and the other ones you just keep wrapping until you wrapped it up nice and tight, and she can't see, and she's bound. And she looks very much like the tarot card that Miss Cat pointed out. Okay? Mm-hmm. Place this photo on some tin foil. Take some salt, sprinkle it on it, alum, and pray that this woman is bound and unable to act that her tongue is halted and that her actions are stifled and she has no power to undo what you have done. Take a lemon, cut it in half, squeeze it over the photo and the aluminum foil. Then fold this up very carefully. You don't want to spill all over the place, but fold it up very carefully and place this into the freezer. Keep it in the freezer. So long as it remains in the freezer, you will have stifled and stopped her ability from uh, helping herself, undoing any of the damage that she's done, or from returning. This is not a hot foot working, but what it does do is it freezes her in her tracks, and it's particularly useful in court case work. You used to use these to stifle the tongue of people who are testifying or or in uh, various court case works. Next. I want you to take a photo of you, the child, and your boyfriend, and whoever else you are going to include in this little family of yours, whether you have a child of your own or a pet or something, whatever it is, there should be a family photo with you, your boyfriend, and the child. Place the picture in the uh, picture frame. Behind the picture frame, but in between, so put the picture down, then you place this on uh, an envelope, and then you put the back on. In the envelope, I want you to put in some flax seeds, althea, basil, and bay leaves. And write out on a small piece of paper, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. This is Romans 12.9. You're going to place that into the envelope along with the flaxseed, the althea, the basil, and the baileys. And you're going to close up this picture frame and keep it in your house. Anoint the four corners with blessing oil. This is what I recommend you do. This will to, is to ensure that the child is part of your family now and that you are now going to take care of this child while ensuring that this other woman remains away. This is my work. Let's see if uh, Miss Kat and Miss Elvira have anything further to add. Wow, I'm, that's so I, thorough. I, 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 have, wait, I have one thing to add. Never refer to him as your boyfriend from this day forward. From this day forward, only refer to him as your fiancé or your husband. To be or your husband. Yes, never, yes, no. never use the word boyfriend again. I couldn't even bear to type it when Ollie was saying it. Go ahead, Elvira. I feel that what uh, Countryman Ollie did was strong and powerful. It's interesting because... Um, there are some other things that I will mention with the free spell, but it's like there's a crossover, and this particular reading and this particular uh, place that we are at right now in the cycle of the moon in the lunar eclipse is a perfect time. This is a perfect time. Yeah, this is this is a very. I would start this work after the the 
the lunar eclipse. Not a, in, yeah. unless you want to start. If you want to start the first part, getting rid of her, you might want to do that as the eclipse I mean, goes start, on. Start Monday at dawn with the first prayer. Yeah, That's where you start, start Monday at dawn. Okay, after the eclipse. This is amazing. Wow. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Cherie, for bringing us that interesting case. It was very clear-cut for us. Good luck. Stay in touch. We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and um, I guess we're going to get our... Um, fabulous announcements and then we'll see what happens next the lmc radio network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the lucky mojo hoodoo root work hour with katherine ironwood and Conjurman ollie sundays 3 to 4 30 the crystal silence league hour with john st germain Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for a free spell segment with Miss Elvira of Elvira.com in Santa Rosa, California. Take it away, Miss Elvira. Okay, so what we're going to need is a white candle and a silver candle placed opposite each other, three stones, moonstone and selenite placed opposite each other, and alum placed closest towards you, forming a what would be a downward pointing triangle. You will then place three lines pointing towards the center of magnetic sand. You could even make a little arrowhead at the top of each one of those lines. You will circle the stones in mother war in I'm sorry, in moonwort herb. You will light your candles. You will have um, either you'll have a chai tea that you will drink. Um, at the time you will burn uh, myrrh incense and you will sit with that and you will you will have created at that moment in time a sigil, which is basically a circle with a caduceus in the center, which is for protection. And you will place that in the center of those three stones, and you will watch what goes down. You will meditate. You will bring out, and you will say, release blocks, open up my energies so that I may have protection as well as setting up for what you're looking for, which is, you know, um, prosperity and good luck. You can even call on either the goddess Fortuna or she is also an angel Fortuna to work with helping change things in a prosperous way for you. When it is all done, you will take all of those, the herbs, the magnetic sand, the stones, and any of the candle wax, put it all together. Some of the or, um, the uh, incense powder that has gone and, you know, is uh, burned, put it all together, put it in a pouch, and put it under your pillow for you to experience the next three days, and then you can put that on your altar. Wow. All right. I've got some questions. This sounds like really nice work, but I do have some questions. You mentioned moonwort herb, and there are a couple of things that go by that name. One of them is artemisia. And the other one is Lunaria, also called Honesty. Which one are you indicating? The Artemisia. Artemisia, okay. So that would be wormwood, mugwort, 
moon ward, whatever you want to call it. That's good. Um, you know, it would not be a bad idea to put some lunaria, those little flat seed pods that look like the moon. They're little flat, papery things. But that's mm-hmm. also sometimes called moonwort because they look like the moon. Um, right. Okay. And um, so this was is... There a, um, I had a quick question. Was there an angel uh, they were supposed to invoke? Did I... Um, you, basically, uh, the angel Fortuna. I mean, they have they've given okay. goddess Fortuna or angel Fortuna. That you know, it's it's kind of a crossover, kind of like Bridget, Saint Bridget, and goddess Bridget, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right, the goddess Fortuna. All right, beautiful. Um, that is a beautiful, beautiful spell. Now. Um, you know, it, when working these kinds of things, and what she says here, there's a there's an interesting thing. Put this in a pouch and put it under your pillow for three days. Don't omit that step. I love it when I hear that kind of work because that's very traditional. You want to sleep on it. Some people might say keep it in your armpit for three days. Some people say sleep on it. But you do want that to be imbued with your thoughts, your essence, and... Um, before you put it on your altar. Yeah. That's that's very very nice. Um wow. Um if you do this work, Elvira. Now this is to be started while the moon is actually in eclipse. This is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Now, notice that the that the the stones she put in. I want to mention this. One was moonstone. Well, that's pretty obvious. It's for the moon. One is, um, uh, you know, some something to represent um, the sun. Selenite, rep- excuse me, represents the moon. The other one is alum, and that also represents mm-hmm. the moon. All three of these represent the moon. So they're there for the strength of the moon. If this was a solar eclipse, you could do a very similar spell using three stones that represent the sun. And I just I mention this not because it's right now, but this is one of the ways that we work. We we ally the stones that you're going to put in that pouch with the thing being eclipsed. Okay, so these are three moon-oriented stones, and that's about all I have to add to it. This is a lovely spell. What do you have to say, Ali? Mm-hmm. It's very lovely. I think uh, the combination of working with stones and herbs, uh, really tapping into that kind of lunar en- energy, uh, it's not a way that that I was familiar with. I'm definitely adding this to the repertoire. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 all of this, when you look at it, is for the strengthening of the moon. There are three mm-hmm. uh, moon minerals or stones. There yeah. are moon herbs. The downward pointing triangle is female. Yeah. Most people see the moon as female. So this is all about uh, increasing female energy. Okay. Mm. Only thing I would add is if you're one of the menstruating ladies I mentioned before, you might put a little bit of your uh, blood uh, to uh, dress the candles. Just you know, yeah. one of those little things that bleeding mm-hmm. ladies do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. By the way, just a side note, one of the things I used to do when I was bleeding is I would, and I again, nobody hears this that's male, um, I put my tampon in water, then I would let it seep out, then I would take that water and I would put alcohol in it to preserve it and use it. Now, again, it isn't going to last forever, but I did use it a lot, you know, obviously in the work that I was doing and obviously when I was menstruating. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good one, too. Since I'm sort of alcohol-free in my life, I don't usually think that way, but that would work. Of course it would work um, in alcohol. So yeah, these are all these are these are all ways of honoring the divine feminine at the dark at the darkening of the moon. Now, when that eclipse wears away, we'll have our beautiful bright moon back. And again, that's when I I mentioned those little lunaria flower pods. I once attended a ceremony that was done in a I guess you could call it a wicca sort of thing but it was an open circle thing mm. and those those linaria pods they grow on little stalks you know what I'm talking about and they kind yeah. of yeah. slightly rattle we all uh-huh. were given a bunch of them they came from a florist shop we all were given a bunch of them and we walked around in a procession holding them up to the full moon it was very beautiful it was all women and we processed and held these linaria pods up and they're sometimes called uh, coins or sometimes called honesty and then we, we put them away and uh, for money, we put them away with some coins for money. It was a lovely little Wicca spell. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There's so many different ways of working. All righty. Well, I hear the music playing. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> and so that means our time is up, and we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, the man with the fastest voice on Blog Talk Radio. Take it away, Papa Newt. Thank you, Miss Kat and Conjure Ben Ali, and thank you, Miss Elvira of Elvira.com and Santa Rosa, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers will be Mama E of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us the topic on positive, uh, positive year with prosperity, health, and love. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat by the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraband Ali at thecontraband.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from papanew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available and archived via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Chuck and Plain the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Now, all of you who love Papa Newt's beautiful voice, he is going to be here at uh, the festival. And you knew I was going to get sneak in another word about the festival. <laughs> so, if, you ha- if, if you've just been listening to this radio show for an hour and a half and wondering, what's she talking about? Go back and rewind. Uh, but just go to um, hoodooheritagefestival.com Buy your tickets. Papa Newt's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. I believe Elvira will be there. We have hopes that maybe Ollie will be. We're not sure. Uh Uh-oh. Someone turned that music up. Oh, and there it went away again. (laughs) Dang. That was exciting. We're supposed to be going. Um, But uh, Papa G is going to be there. Uh, Angela Marie is going to be there. Oh, uh, Mama E is going to be there. Everybody who rhymes is going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Now the music has disappeared completely, and I don't know when the show will end. Uh, I think it's gone. It just went away. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Have a good week. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.